hello! Welcome to episode 25 of Mixtape and Identity. I'm your host, Shane. My guest this week is comedian, actor, filmmaker, writer, John Duffy. Yes, thank you so much for joining me for the 25th case of Mixtape and Identity. My guest this week is John Duffy. John is actually someone who's introduced to me through doing the podcast so friend of the show Aaron Michelle actually mentioned him in a, in a previous episode as the person that introduced her to and I'm going to try my best John Duffy pronunciation here Biek. so I was very excited to get John on the show and the more I looked into his background and the stuff that he'd done very excited to learn that he has actually worked at Eurovision has been involved in producing music videos so uh, it was a very very exciting guest to get on and a very exciting list as well very european a lot of brand new stuff for me a lot of stuff i was familiar with as well so it's an awful lot of fun if you're new to the show here this is if this is your first time listening then the playlists are available ahead of the podcast so we release those on a monday and we release the podcast on the thursday so make sure you're following us on the socials go to uh, mixtape and identity on instagram mixtape and id on twitter instagram's the better place though and that's where we update on guests coming up and playlists and podcasts and all that good stuff. I'll be back at the end of the episode, but for now we'll get into episode 25 of Mixtape and Identity with John Duffy. So how often are you actually listening to music at the moment? Uh, I would say at the moment every single day. Uh, because I live in Paris, mm-hmm. um, the city of uncomfortable public transport. <laughs> uh, and, <laughs> and that's, I, I mean, I, I think a, lo- a lot of people don't realize this. Like, when you live in Paris, even if you live in the center of the city, most yeah. people minimum have to commute at least 40 minutes each way to wherever they're working every day. Right. So any day of the week, I could have an hour or two hours where I'm just on different metros. Uh, and that's where I listen to music. Whenever I'm on the move, that's where I listen to music. Right. So yeah, every day. Gotcha. And do you tend to listen to albums or playlists or what's the sort of go to? Uh, uh, I, I guess you can, (laughs) um, if it's, if it's me myself, like on Mm -hmm. my own, I listen to, um, my own playlist that okay. I have curated myself. Yes. Uh, every time I, I find a new song that I love, I just add it to the playlist and I just listen to it on shuffle like it's 1999. And I'm pretty sure there are songs on there from 1999. Good. Um, and and I, I, I'm guilty of, uh, I'm a skipper. Like right. if I, I will listen to, to, to my playlist and if the song does not fit the particular mood I'm in or the mood I want to be in, mm-hmm. I will just skip it. And then eventually I realize that there are songs I never listen to. Right. But I don't remove them. Ah, yeah. Because I, I guess I save them for a rainy day. I don't know why. I just, uh, they're yeah. there for a reason. I keep them just in case. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've definitely been. It's a bit that. like, it's a bit like, I. yeah, it's, it's a bit like, I would say it's a bit like being the... You know how when World War Two was over and people still kept recycling tea bags, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. like you you can use a single one now, Grandma. It's <laughs> fine. It's 
<laughs> there's there's lots of tea bags. They're not gonna they're not gonna take them away. Yeah. Uh, but I guess I kind of treat my playlist like a ration. Like, what if I miss that song and forget it existed? Right. Uh, and uh, yeah. So it so forever. yeah, I, I basically it disappears forever. And the stupid yeah. thing, like, it's such a dorky thing. Um, a, a long time ago, I started running. Okay. Uh, and I used an app called Couch to 5K. Oh, yeah. And I made a playlist that I could listen to while I was doing the app. And mm-hmm. I called it C25K Start. Nice. Like this was going to be the start of my new life. Yeah. And the playlist has just become my regular playlist. And I never changed the title. Right. So that's okay. what it is. <laughs> C25K Start. Nice. Yeah, I, I, did, um, I did Couch to 5K uh, at the start of lockdown. And... I think yeah. I got to like week two and then my <gasps> knees just continue to scream at me that this is not going to happen. Um, but I used, the, there, was a, there was an app that we had in the UK, which is like the Couch to 5K app yeah. and it had its own music on it that played while it was like, and now you slow down oh. and now you speed up and it had their, their music that was tied into that. Yeah. And that was the most enjoyable part for me because it was like, it's, it's obviously like royalty free music. So I would spend my time trying to think mm. of like, what does this remind me of? So like, like really bad yeah. Daft Punk. If Daft Punk made music, but they had no talent, this is what it would sound like. If uh, or, uh, or maybe like when Daft Punk made that album with Pharrell, which sounded like shit. Um, <laughs> but go. <on. laughs> no, I should yeah, maybe we shouldn't go off the Daft Punk, but um, <laughs> but yeah, but I, I yeah, I totally yeah, well, get you. Fun. I do. It's like um um did you ever watch that unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt show? Yeah, I've seen some of it, yeah. Yeah, you, there's there's a, a a whole uh running theme through the show where they get a subscription to this a series of cassette tapes called Sounds Like Music. Right, okay. Uh and they're all royalty-free versions of so, so instead of Walking on Sunshine, it's I'm um marching on sunlight and it's kind of okay. Uh <laughs> <That's good. laughs> And I I'm I mean for me personally, I watch a lot of, I listen to music and I watch a lot of movies. Right. Um, and my, my fiance and I, we have this sort of game we play where we, when we watch movies, mm-hmm. if there's like a club scene, mm-hmm. we try to pinpoint what the sounds like music version is trying to be. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. Um, like there's, there's a, I don't know, this is such an obscure cinema. Well, I don't think it's an obscure cinema reference. Um, so the, the, you know how Halloween had its reboot mm-hmm. in 20, was it 2018? Halloween had its reboot. There's a scene in that movie where uh, there's the high school dance mm-hmm. and the the granddaughter of Jamie Lee Curtis goes with her boyfriend as Bonnie and Clyde, but they gender swap. Oh, I spilled that. Um, and, and in the background, there is... <laughs> A song. I, I just please go find it. You will love this moment. It is the sounds like music version of I Don't Care by Akana Pop. Okay. Like, you know, that I don't care. I yeah. love even to the words are like, I'm driving in my car and I'm crashing it. And it's just like, oh, well, they just couldn't afford it. They couldn't <laughs> afford it. <laughs> so they just got someone to make a song that sounds almost the same. Right. That's good. I love it. it was like I don't mind it's fine yeah I'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 so that's that's a I guess I guess that's a, a maybe a window into my weird obsessions with music and cinema no I but, like it uh, I like it yeah 
yeah um so obviously you have your, the old stuff that you're relying on then so do you try and find new music at all or or how do you find new music if you're adding stuff to the playlist often um at my at my tender age of 36 mm-hmm. um i find i find new music either i hear it somewhere mm-hmm. uh i don't actively search for it i guess that's the okay. thing like like when when um itunes or spotify are like oh here's new music wednesday mm. i to be honest with you i'm a bitter bitter old queen and i just go it's just gonna sound like everything everyone else is listening to right now and i'm i'm a, I, I i'm not i'm i i don't hate um uh dance hall beats but i sometimes when seven songs in a row all go doom good doom good doom good doom good i just like can we have a little variety yeah, um sure. uh so I, I often find because I've always been really into movie uh, scores and movie soundtracks, mm-hmm. um, but also just the music that is mo- used in movies and often independent artists. That's like how they get their way into the industry. Sure. So often I'll I'll watch a movie and uh, hear a song and just shazam it or try to discover what it is mm. and the other place i often find music is because i i'm getting married to a man who's 10 years younger than me okay. so he's way more hip um and gotcha. in touch with what is going on uh and so he will like play a song and i'll just go oh what's this and then i'll just add it to my playlist and the third place i find new music is tiktok right okay yeah big time okay gotcha. yeah yeah while Perfect. I'm scrolling it in bed and just trying to pretend that I don't hate my life. <laughs> uh, what was the what was the first music that you you bought or you owned? Oh, from my from my list. Okay, okay, we're we're doing it. Okay. <laughs> oh, it was it. Um, so this isn't in the list, but uh... okay, okay. The first the first music I bought or like in my life. Yeah. Okay. Um. It is, I know it's one of two, but I can't remember which one. Okay. Um, it is either Mambo Number no. 5 by Lou Vega. Lovely. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mambo Number no. 5. Um, or Chumbawamba's Tub Thumping. Okay. Okay. I was obsessed with both of, I believe, like, I think Mambo Number no. 5, they're around the same year, 95, 96. Okay, sure. Uh, I think is when they came out. And that was when I... I had my first job and I had pocket money and it was the the first e- so e- I bought one of them I got the other for my birthday I think it was around the same time. Okay, got you. Yeah. Okay. Um uh, but I also I also bought around the same time um Coco Jumbo by Mr. President. Remember that song? I don't. You don't. No. You don't. I um, perhaps perhaps it didn't make it to your your sunny shores. <laughs> Maybe. Um <laughs> Maybe. Maybe I do. Maybe know it, it was but just I an just Australian didn't thing. Recognize the title? Yeah, it was just I'll like yeah, 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 Coco Jumbo, yeah, yeah. That's that. That was the the whole song. Put me up, put me down. It it would have been a great um, exercise track, to be honest with you. Okay. Uh, uh, but um, I it, it's actually been in the back of my mind to figure out what happened to those people, but I always forget to look it up when okay. I'm I'm in a, a Wikipedia wormhole. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, and the last question before we move on to the list is: um, yeah. So, what's the what's the best live show or the best live music you've seen? <gasps> okay, 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 okay. Big question. Um, that is, it's a huge question. It yeah. is, it's a really big question because, so, uh, I would say, like, I'm from Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, I lived in Iceland for five years, mm-hmm. and I now live in France. 
Right. So I've kind of sampled a bit from each. I would say the live music scene in Iceland is quite incredible. It's quite impressive. Right. Um, uh, but but then it's like when you think about the best. I, I I'm of the opinion that sometimes the best concert you saw wasn't necessarily the best concert. Maybe it was just a concert that meant a lot to you. Okay, sure. Um, and I remember when I was in um, the 11th grade in high school, for some reason, I don't even remember how this happened, mm-hmm. there was a math teacher who had free tickets to this big music festival that was happening over one day that no sure. one had ever heard of. But right. Billy Idol was playing and Garbage and... Nickelback It didn't make sense then It doesn't now Um, But I just remember It was the first official live concert I went to And I just I felt like I was the I don't know I just I felt like I was finally a cool kid Because Mm. I went to see live music Um, But so It's a toss up between that And then another one I wouldn't say it was the best concert I ever went to But it was fascinating in 2019, so sort of just before COVID hit, October actually, just before COVID started. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so my partner and I and two of our friends in Iceland, on a whim, we bought tickets to see Ariana Grande in Oslo. Uh, okay. The reason we did was on her world tour. And I don't even remember, I think it was the Sweet or I don't know, Sticky or mm-hmm. or or Whistletone tour. I don't know what it was called. Um, but but it was uh, the tickets were cheap in Oslo for some reason. Like okay, yeah. everywhere else they were expensive, but in Oslo they were cheap. Yeah. And we went. We made a weekend of it, and I was not a huge Ariana Grande fan before. I'm you know gays come for me. I don't care. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wasn't a huge Ariana Grande fan before then, uh-huh. but I remember seeing her live and just being like, ah. She's actually really good. Yeah, uh, she's she's flawless. Like yeah. the the songs sound better than the album life, which doesn't happen very often mm. anymore, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Right. Like we we live in a world where everything is so overproduced and so auto tuned and so um, the production value is just so much into whatever's going on that you don't really know what people actually sound like. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was just able to hit everything on stage for two hours mm-hmm. and the funniest thing was i don't know if you have ever met norwegian people have you no i've not had the pleasure they're they're nice but they're not very giving as audience members um so so yeah. it was quite funny um to so there was like us my, my partner and i he's french i'm australian and then our two icelandic friends and icelanders are like cave people you know that right. they'll just fucking smash chairs and um and we were like losing our shit over how great the performance was. <laughs> but this entire stadium of Norwegian people were just. Yeah. Like, put. Yes, that was uh, quite a uh, good uh, song to listen to. Yeah. Uh, and she actually at one point said to the audience, Are you having fun? <laughs> 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 so that was, yeah. That oh, was that's probably. Ch- Two big concert experiences that uh, that yeah. stood out. I mean, I have been to Eurovision as well. Yes, uh, but that, we can talk about that later. But yes, but, that's on the yeah. list. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. All right, perfect. Yes. 
Um, yeah, I went to I, I went to Stockholm to see yeah? uh, Foo Fighters uh, when they were on oh, tour. Wow. And a similar reason is like we, we looked at the price of the tickets in London because mm. they were doing a big tour and we looked at the price of the tickets in Stockholm and with the flights and the accommodation it was genuinely like about cheaper the than same. going it to London or, or yeah yeah slightly cheaper to go to Stockholm um and uh, yeah and, and sort everything out there so that's what we did um and it was Foo Fighters and they were supported by Biffy Clyro and pulled apart by horses okay so a very like high energy raucous gig um on stage yep in the audience not so much and we we were far enough no. back that we were we were you know not we weren't going to be the ones driving the energy if you know what i mean we were surrounded by a bunch of quiet people far enough away from the stage that it was like swedes i'm not going to jump up and down here because i will feel very uncomfortable and seen i don't want to do that and and it's it's like a lot of people don't realize this like if you're looking at the nordic people uh-huh. uh the swedes and the and the Norwegians are kind of in their own little circle. Danish people, they have they're they're loud audiences. They laugh, they have fun, they cheer. Icelanders, it's like me, we what we can't drink during the show. Are you crazy? Like <laughs> the like this this they're party people. Yeah. But Norwegians and Swedes, Swedes are so like. I mean, I'm a, I'm a professional stand up comedian. I performed in Sweden uh-huh. and. People who have done Europe know Mm -hmm. uh, that in Sweden, a Swedish person needs to see five other people laugh at your joke before they feel like they're allowed to. Okay. (laughs) Right. Okay. They want to, but they need to get permission from the others first. Okay. Uh, And the Norwegians are just like, they're they're having all of their joy is inside. Okay. Like, it's, it's until they're wasted. Then they let loose. Right. So, okay. but I, I completely understand. Like yeah. that would have been a, uncomfortable in some ways. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I feel like I've been, I've been a bit of an old man since I was like a teenager. So sometimes going to those gigs, I'm like, I'm just happy to sit back and just watch the band. And like I, also like in Belfast, the crowds in general are amazing. Mm. it's really really good energy and and same in dublin which is the other sort of you know main place i would go to to to, to concerts um but in belfast in particular you'll find an awful lot of people that are there at a show because they've heard one song of that band on the radio and they do yep. not give a shit about anything mm. else that's happening mm-hmm. in the rest of the show so mm. unless they're listening to like their main song they are chatting throwing stuff around just mm. and yeah and I, I know i sound like an old man because the, what they're doing is having no fun, i agree with but you I'm, i agree with I, you. i'm sitting there constantly just going like would you ever just shut the fuck up like just like, do I'm, it at home this, this is good like just watch this you could have just listened Mm-mm. to that one song on your ipod and then like gone home but, yeah. like i also feel that way like if you're at any kind of live performance whether it be stand-up or music where you see yeah. like people with their phones out mm. i get that it's a memory they're trying to hold yeah. on to but I feel like ninety percent of the time, it's not a memory they're trying to hold on to. I've never it's watched online back a video of, me of like of the stage. I've yeah. I've been that big guy with a phone. And you've, I've never you've watched never it watched it. Never. No, no. In the moment, you're like, I need to capture this. Yeah. I just I, I just don't. I don't do it. Yeah. I just yeah. It just, and sometimes it, it it I don't know. I I feel like a 
a 70-year-old looking back. <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, sometimes I just see a sea of phones taking mm-hmm. uh, images of things and think to myself, be here. Yeah, yeah. I know. Like, I actually, I went to a show a few years ago in Berlin. I went to see uh, the Raconteurs, mm. um, who mm-hmm. are what are they called in Australia? Uh, they're called something else in Australia. I can't remember. Um, but uh, they were playing in Berlin, and across their tour, they had a no phones policy. But to yep. the point where, when you went into the venue, you had to put your phone into a little pouch, which was <gasps> then sealed. And it's one of those, you know, like a, uh, like a tag in a, um, in a clothes shop, yeah, where yeah, they have yeah, to yeah. use a magnet to release it. That's how it was closed. <gasps> okay. So you had to, like, at the end, you had to approach someone who had the magnet who could then open your phone, and they were designated like you can be on your phone spots, but as you left them, that you then had to put it back into this pouch. Right. And it felt very extreme to me, but in the moment. I was very grateful for it because there were moments where I was like, I would, I like, I was like, like just reaching for my phone to take a yeah. picture or to, to take a video. And I was glad I couldn't because then I just, I was like, okay, well, I have no choice but just to enjoy the moment. And it was great. Nice. Nice. I, I feel like I, I would see, I'm going in November to, uh-huh. uh, to see, it's my first concert I'm going to in Paris. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to see Lil Nas X. Lovely. And uh, I, I did the old person thing. We, we, we got online and we tried to do the pre-sale, but we were like, refresh, 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 because we wanted seats. Okay. Um, and, and we got them. But if they did that there, I would totally be okay with it. Because I feel like that is a concert where it's just going to be a sea of phones. It is, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. for sure, like one hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we've 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 taken on the youth of today, so we'll uh, we'll jump into the list here. So, uh, song number one on your playlist is a song that you fell in love with straight away. So you've gone for "Top of the World" by Kimbra. I have, I have, and I remember the exact moment I heard this song for the first time. It was, um, it was one of those. Uh, back in the days when I used to listen to Spotify, I don't anymore. Uh, okay. uh, not because of anything Spotify has done. I just got an Apple Watch and it was easier to move over to Apple Music. Everything I have is Apple. I've been eye screwed and I'm okay with it. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and so it was back in the days when I was listening to Spotify and I just had, it was, it, they, you know, their daily mixes. So they they listen Mm -hmm. to your music and then they prepare like a mix based on songs that you like. Um, And I was just listening to my daily mix in the background and this song came on and like I'm I'm a, I love interesting beats. Mm -hmm. And in this song in particular, it's, it's, so you, I mean, you've listened to all of them before. Several times. Okay. Okay. I, I don't know because <laughs> I mean you could easily <laughs> be a just rubbish cheat. podcast. Um, <laughs> and go, mm, mm, yeah, um, but like there's you can tell from the moment this song starts that the the mm-hmm. recycled beat that that never stops throughout the whole song is somebody's voice. Yeah, doing just a strange sound, and I remember it. It, it just sort of hit, uh, like hooked me, and then I'm a bit of a um, because like within my own stand up and stuff like. Uh, and I'm a huge Simpsons fan. 
I'm pretty good at telling who people are when I hear their voice. So I okay. used to play this game with my brother when we were kids and we watched The Simpsons uh-huh. where it'd be like, who's the guest voice this episode? Whose voice is that? Uh, okay. And so I'm pretty, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good at that. But also sometimes yeah. I'm good at doing that if, if it's someone whose voice I've heard sing before as well. Um, okay. And I straight away remember just going, oh, my God, that's Kimbra. That's Kimbra. That's where she went. Uh, because you know, I remember she had that, she had that song with Gautier, uh, and uh-huh. but she also had her her. I think I'm pretty sure it went number one in Australia. Her her debut album Vows uh, was uh-huh. very Motown inspired. Uh, it, it had it had a real moment in the I think the mm-hmm. what was it like the 2010 2009 2010 it had a real moment, and then I just didn't hear anything from her. Um, and right. so I, yeah, I remember hearing this voice and going, wow. And then I started, uh, like it was, it's one of those songs where the first time I heard it, I heard every word. Right. Which yeah, yeah. I think sometimes doesn't really happen very often. Like Not to me. I heard every word, but I also understood the lyrics. Um, and, yeah. uh, and it would just, it just got me. And to this, I think that was. I probably heard it for the first time in like 2018, 2017, 2018. To this day, if there's no restriction on what is allowed to be played in a theater when I perform, uh, that's the mm-hmm. song they play before I go on stage. Right, and, okay. and it's because it literally pumps me up. It's, it's yeah. I mean, and the song itself within the lyrics is, it's not just, I don't know, it's, it isn't really a brag. The song isn't just uh-huh. like, because the lyrics are like, I'm on top of the world, see me run with the girls, yeah. diamonds and pearls, like all of this bling bling shit. But the actual underlying message of the song is just enjoy being on the top while you can, because yeah. everyone is waiting for you to fall. Mm-hmm. So I I don't, maybe, maybe I'm just too cynical at heart, but I just, <laughs> it just pumps me up. Like you're here, you're doing it. Enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this this was a new song for me. I yep. hadn't heard it before, and I, yeah, I, I was I was the same. As soon as I heard it, I was like, okay, this is this is different, and th- th- this is exactly mm-hmm. what I want from this show. Is because um, uh, like I've talked about this before, but like my my music taste has been the same since I was like a teenager, and like mm-hmm. for years, my most played uh, playlist was my top 100 songs from spotify from like 2017 mm-hmm. and i just mm-hmm. listened to that over and over again so like finding new stuff that's different and interesting is so exciting for me mm-hmm. and this song was incredible um i played this song for my mm-hmm. wife in the car mm-hmm. and she was like that's all right and i was listening to it in the car and i was like yeah it is just all right and i think it's because there's so much going on in the construction mm. of the music that it just didn't come across in the speakers in the car like mm-hmm. it's not like we have a proper like uh hi-fi setup in mm. the car like so um like when i'm listening to it on headphones there's so much going on it's like mm. I, I don't know it's like opening your mind or something it's it's just strange the way it's constructed but it just it works so so well and it's yeah it's, it's beautiful mm-hmm. it's incredible to listen to and you know uh, the 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 beat behind it was made by Skrillex, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the the birth of the song was so if I, 
I would strongly recommend anyone if I've never been able to see Kimber live, but if uh-huh. you do go to see her live, I've watched a lot of her stuff on YouTube. Uh, the way yeah. she tends to perform is it's just her with a whole shit ton of like percussion instruments and pads and loop pedals. And so yeah, yeah. in the beginning of the song where you just hear that, that's actually just her. Yeah. Like she, she was just playing around with a loop and it was all, uh, she met Skrillex at something. And then he's like, can I send you uh-huh. a beat and see what you want to do with it? He sent her the beat. She played around. And then that's how the song came to be. Um, so wow. it's just like, she just met him and then they collaborated and, and it's just like, there's so much about the lyrics that like, especially the, the kind of the, which I don't even know if you'd call it a pre-chorus or like it's a, it's a motif that runs through the song, uh, with the lyrics. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like it's her singing, but she sounds like a little girl mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. on my knees. All my life I've been sold a chase, hustle and hope for dollars, uh, try to cope a day. Uh, and it's just, mm-hmm. I just, uh, I think at the time that, that I first heard this song and I think it even rings so, so true now, it just, it speaks to me because it's lyrically for everybody. That's the life we live now. We live in this, this right. era where we're all trying to have these, well, we're not all trying, but a lot of people are trying to have these Instagram perfect lives, but they don't exist. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so we're all hustling. We're all, but you know. The thing is, where mm-hmm. capitalism is just stupid, and <laughs> if you don't have generational wealth, you're pretty much fucked from the get-go. But you go, girl. Yeah. You go, Glenn Coco. Uh, and that's yeah. yeah, that's 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 what I like. But I I understand what you mean. How you your wife said that yeah. there's like maybe there's too much going on for some people in the song. Yeah, no, I think it was more like it just didn't come mm. through. Like, so you just couldn't hear the different, like, the, the intricacies of what was going on and what makes it the song so interesting to me is all those little yep. bits in the background yep. that sort of just, like, come together. So, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so we'll move yep. on. Song two is a song that took you a while. So you've gone for Call Me Maybe by Carly Rae Jepsen. Because at the time that this song came out, I was such a... I w- uh, I'm gonna have to. Pro- I might have to explain this. I was such a fucking pick me gay. Oh my god! Do you know what I mean when I say <laughs> okay. that? Uh, yes. Yep. I think so. I the original the original online term is a pick me girl. Like, and that's like that's, yeah, pick okay. me. I'm different but from yes, the other girls. And that that was yes. me when this song came out. I was such a fucking pick me gay. Like I was such this skinny little. I'm. Mm, I don't like things that everyone else likes, and. Like, okay. I wanted to like the song, but I couldn't let myself uh, because it was what everyone yeah. liked. It was, and I, uh, to paint a little picture, like, I know you had Erin, uh, Erin Michelle on the show recently. Yeah. And yes. she and I are from the same, uh, the same city in, in Australia. Uh-huh. Uh, but she's, she's from a, a town called Ipswich, and I was from a town called Wynnum. Um, and uh-huh. like, Wynnum is just, like, if anyone is listening from Wynnum right now, <laughs> get ready. Um, uh, <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It's like, um, it's the kind of town where, remember when Christina Aguilera had that song that came out, um, like, I'm Not Myself Tonight, you know, the bionic era. Like, that, yeah. Wynnum was a town at that time where so many people I could just imagine were like, I'm going to put on a thong and get drunk on Bundy and Coke. 
and thanks, ex-Tina, you've given me permission to beat up everybody. Like, that's that's the kind of town I came from. Like, like I went to school right. with people who would, like, there were no doors on the toilets in the school I went to because, you know, right. people couldn't be trusted to have doors closed. Um, okay. It, it, but Wynnum, Wynnum was rough. It was a rough place. Um, and so okay. I often associated uh, things everyone liked in that town as like, well, I'm not going to like them. I'm not going to like Carly yeah, Rae okay. Jepsen. And I don't know. It just, I remember, I remember I hated it so much. And do you remember there was a time, it was like a, a dude who did a chat roulette and he recorded uh-huh. everyone's reaction to him lip syncing this song. Ooh. It was like maybe 2012, 2013. I, okay. I, and and this 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 dude was just on chat roulette lip syncing this song and he recorded every single one and just comp like put it all together and uh-huh. that's the youtube video that made me go oh this song's actually okay <laughs> right okay yeah and i still i still groove to it now yeah carly yeah. ray jepson's other song is actually on my c25k playlist the the uh that's, that's run away with me <laughs> carly ray jepson's other song her others yeah <laughs> you know the other one she does um <laughs> well, sorry one of her other songs is 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 on my my c25k running playlist because it's yeah. a good song to run to uh it's the mm. run away with me it's got run in it but but that that was definitely a song it took me a while to like. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I I was very much the same, but yeah, obviously different reasons. But uh, but yeah, like it's just I just didn't connect with any kind of pop music that was just meant to be fun. So what uh, changed for real, you? Real art. Um, I just got over myself a little bit. I think I think that's, yeah. it's really as simple as that. Yeah. I just um, it's, yeah. I don't know if it's an age thing, but I just stopped caring so much about what other people thought of me and trying to be cool because like yep who gives like so so i would i would have done this thing in school where someone would play me a song Mm. and like people were aware of it to the point where like someone would play me a song and then say do you like that Mm. and then i'd be like i I would say yes or no and then they'd say well it's actually by this artist i'd be like no i don't like it then oh like yeah so i was like i was that obnoxious okay. um and yeah i mean there's a couple other reasons for it i mean i just like pop music just generally wasn't my mm. thing um which is fine and i think I, I was talking about this um with uh another guest rivka um that i think i think i disconnected from from pop because when i was the of the age where i was starting starting to get into mm. pop is when x factor and pop idol oh, yeah. were really taken off yeah, yeah. And even then, I, m- I remember feeling very cynical about that. And I, I I'd still, to this day, still feel a little cynical about pop that is manufactured in that way mm. to just be churned out and put out there. And I think Carly Rae Jepsen is one of those artists that unfairly falls into that bracket for she me. She was, and she was on one of those shows as well. Oh, was she? Yes. Yeah, ah, well, fuck Canadian her. Idol. Yeah, that's how she oh, got well. her start. And I, I don't know if she was a winner or a runner-up, but, but that's... Right, okay. Yeah. All right, song three, then a song from your introduction to music. So you've gone for Dreams by Fleetwood Mac. Yes. 
and I, it's always been a go-to for me. Uh, so I, I grew up in, I, I haven't told you this. I grew up in Australia, in Brisbane, Australia, with Geordie yes. parents. Uh, okay. So my parents are from Newcastle upon Tyne. Um, okay. They 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 got married, and then Margaret Thatcher did lots of things in England, and my parents went, "Oh, we better get out of here." Um, okay. <laughs> uh, and so they took my two sisters, moved to Australia, and then the year later, I was born. Um, okay. And that my dad had this. I didn't realize it till I was an adult, but my dad had what I would classify as an incredible taste in music. Uh, and he had a great vinyl collection. And I remember we, we were poor. We weren't a rich family, mm-hmm. but when CD players came in, we had a CD player. Like okay. this was the priority. We need music right. in our life. The radio was always playing. Like it, my whole childhood, it was just, if anyone was home, there was a radio playing 100% of the time. And it was always mm-hmm. like the classic FM. So like I didn't just grow up hearing the hits that you see on like the Saturday morning television. Uh, mm-hmm. I grew up listening to the, the hits of the sixties, seventies and today. Um, and, and I, the, the rumors album my dad had on vinyl. Um, right. Okay. Yeah. And it just like, I've, I've known the words to dreams since I can remember. And I think that's strange. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it just I know the I know the melody I know uh, even as a kid I used to harmonize with it as well like I've I, I've, I've never been a professional singer but it was I had my little Stevie Nicks dreams when when right <laughs> when I was a kid but it just yeah. I just remember like there's something about the it's such a simple um when you look at the construction of the the actual chords in that song mm-hmm. it's not very complex no. It isn't, but there are so many layers. There are so many layers to that song yeah. that it yeah. just becomes a, an organism. Uh, and I remember, yeah. like, as a, I knew how to operate the record player, I think from the time I was like seven or eight. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I would just lie, put it on, lie down, put the speakers right next to my ears, and just listen to the entire Rumors album. Wow. And this was always my favorite song. Because I love storms. <laughs> Beautiful. Awesome. That's, that's really nice. Yeah. Well, Fleet, Fleetwood Mac for me were like, uh, they were uh, not a band that I got into until I was like mid 20s, maybe. It was actually my wife that really like properly introduced me to mm-hmm. Fleetwood Mac. Uh, just didn't, just wasn't yep. my dad's thing, wasn't my mom's thing, but it was like my mom's yep. parents were, were super into Fleetwood Mac. Um, so I was I'm late to the party. But um, a lot of catching up to do. But yeah, this this album is still like it's obviously it's iconic for a reason. It is like start to finish is otherworldly, and and honestly, yeah, you just reminded me. I can't song. believe I f- I forgot this. I should have mentioned this is the best concert I went to. I saw Fleetwood Mac live. Uh, oh, holy shit! Okay, yeah. <laughs> in, I've seen in, performances, and that that makes yeah. me incredibly jealous. I okay so back back when we lived in Iceland and Icelanders earn a lot of money uh and uh-huh. I was doing some decent cash from corporate comedy there and I got my fiance tickets to see Fleetwood Mac in Tampa Florida okay uh, for his birthday uh so we, okay. we we made a vacation out of it 
And I mean, it was weird because in Florida, I don't know if you've ever been. Have you been to Florida before? I just Orlando as a kid. Okay. If you go as an adult, Uh you will not get served alcohol unless you have your passport. Uh, And so we went to an arena. I'm not taking my fucking passport to an arena. And so I saw this, this show completely sober. Completely. So I remember every breath of that show yeah. it was in their tour like we we did it because it was like i mean they're all in their 70s they could die at yeah. any moment this yeah. is the time uh and <laughs> this is the time <laughs> uh and uh and they or like that was the tour where Lindsay buckingham was kicked out of the band uh so the night that i that we saw wow. them he was replaced by neil finn uh from crowded okay. house um uh, but it was it was uh, so beautiful. Before, when you're saying you're late to the party for Fleetwood Mac, one of the most frustrating yeah. things about living in France, French people have uh. never heard of Fleetwood Mac. Seriously, it just it just wow. didn't happen here. Wow. Fleet. So often I'll be like, oh, Fleetwood Mac, and then I'll start singing like Rhiannon or Dreams, or and then like, uh-huh. no, je sais, je sais pas, je sais pas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. But but then okay. in, in the, you know in the same respect that the, there are massive superstars in the French speaking world that the rest of the world has never heard of, uh, who are as big as as yeah. you know okay. Fleetwood Mac, you know like Mylan Farmer, um, the the Eurovision that just happened last weekend. One of the hosts uh-huh. in Italy, Laura Pausini, is like apparently she's such a big star. My fiance was his head exploded when I was like, who's she? Um, <laughs> you know, you know, but then again, also, you know, Tina Arena. No, <gasps> you don't know Tina Arena. I, I don't. <gasps> okay, okay. Well, there you go. She's a huge star in Australia, and she had a recording right. career in France. But they think she's French. So, ah, uh, okay, okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So there's a few artists like that that I'm learning about through through doing this. That yeah, are, and uh, but Missy that's Higgins like it, is a big one. Yeah, yeah. could you leave me with a scar? Um. <laughs> Uh, but that that's a, a huge thing that like a lot of people might not realize. Like French people never heard of Fleetwood Mac. Most of them. Wow. Yeah. So. Yeah. Or or pop culture in general. Um. Uh. <laughs> anything that has happened outside of this country, they have never heard of. Uh. So I probably shouldn't say any more. Um. <laughs> okay, <fair enough. laughs> Moving on. Uh, song four, a song that makes you happy. So you're going for the beginning by RuPaul. Yeah, I have. I really have. I went with it. I stuck with it. It's there. I stand by what I put on that list. Um, uh, I'd love to know, what did you think of this song? Be honest. Interesting, <laughs> interesting question. Now, are you asking me this because, are you, are, are, like, is your assumption that I am not uh, up to speed on the world of RuPaul? No, no. I like. It's not about that. It's just that, like, okay. RuPaul's music is not, it's not... Um, good it's not great <laughs> bad it's it's generic you know it was written in 20 minutes it's yeah. like it's it's like see it's like the the fourth level down from Sia's handovers is RuPaul yeah. music like yeah. you know it was scraped out of a trash bin for someone that didn't want to buy it uh and it's so auto-tuned and it's just full of like cliched catchphrases that could yeah. be on the show or, yeah. or and and often I feel like when you watch the show they're fishing for catchphrases to put in the new album. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. 
but it, like it is what it is, and I love this song. Fair enough. <laughs> but, but, but I do like the. I remember. Uh, I I believe I believe this song came from season six or seven. It was there's a uh, it was the season where I believe be either Bianca Del Rio or Jinx Monsoon won one of those seasons. I, and I, I just remember you. I was living in Melbourne in Australia, and it was the first time in my adult life that I had ever become uh, a fan. Of something like that, right? Uh, okay. Where, where like a, a a series that's going to come back every year, mm-hmm. and I was like, mm-hmm. I'm into it. I'm going to watch it every week. I'm going to watch it as soon as I possibly can. We yeah. like I had friends. We would watch it together. It was the first time in my adult life that I was ever really into something. Um, yeah. And I just like there's something triumphant about the stupid synth at the start. Durr, durr, durr. It's just like, oh, everything's going to be okay. It's not. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. it's probably not. Uh, yeah. But, but you know, it just, yeah, it, does, it doesn't matter where I am. It makes me happy. Yeah. yeah I get you. Um, and it kind of just builds to nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Same with all of RuPaul's music. Um, I can tell you, this, this song is from season five of RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, oh, the winner thank you. was thank Jinx you. Monsoon um, in the final we with go. Alaska and Roxy. Um, Look at and, you! <laughs> oh, yeah. And, yeah, Roxy was a complete bitch in that series. And I think it's because she knew that she was the weakest of Relaxa Talks. She knew that for a fact. And then Alaska wanted to distance herself from it. And uh, Detox had to leave the show. She was uh, kicked out. And... Roxy's there on her own, and she's just not as funny as Alaska. She's not. Things, she's not a she funny. Just, she's just mean. She's no. just mean. Yeah, and she, that was just her her way of, of explaining that. And uh, yeah, but and also, so did you? Did you watch the season? Yeah, and like, and okay. I tell you this, and this is the extent of my RuPaul knowledge. The yeah. reason I remember that it's season five is because Roxy raps in her All Star uh, episode. My name is Roxy, and I'm here. To say- and her one of her lines is was a bitch on season five, but I'm here to make it right. Give me yeah. a sewing challenge, and I'll give you what you, what you like. Yeah. Um, Are so you yeah, talking that's... about read 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 you? Is that is uh, that read the... you wrote you? Yeah. yeah read you wrote yeah. you. Like the worst. Like it is chef's kiss. How bad her verse is. Like, so, and it's it's really unfortunate because the other ones are just so good. Like the other ones yeah. are genuinely excellent yeah, yeah. in that, Katya, in that song. Zamologic budget that just calls me Katya. Yeah. It's 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 it, it is just and especially when she's I'm gonna make you. It it doesn't yeah. like they put the phone sound effect on her because she's so bad. Yeah, she just she. I'm gonna say this, Roxy Andrews. She ain't pretty and she don't make me laugh. Uh, <laughs> do I dare and say maybe that's why your mama left you at the bus stop? But she should have. She should. Yeah. She I would. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, how amazing was it when she did that lip sync and she took off her wig and under oh, her yeah. wig was another I wig. My hair back and forth. Yeah. 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 Snatched. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So so yes, uh, to answer your question, I I have watched RuPaul. <laughs> um, okay. I was I'm the classic uh, cliche straight partner in this where yep. my wife yep. watched it. I 
was doing stuff in the background and went what what, what are you this? watching yep this is atrocious and then kept watching while she well i thought she didn't notice she noticed and then just continued to watch and, and that is it it, it wor- I, I can tell you for for almost four years i hosted drag shows uh-huh. in iceland yeah. I I never really did it in drag because I'm lazy and you can't pay me enough. Um, uh, but like it was there was a big drag scene and I would come as me a comedian and host it and do this. Mm-hmm. And every ev- like people don't even realize how many straight men get into RuPaul. And mm. and one of my favorite things is I would you know married couples would come to the show and I would always say to the husband like who's your favorite and before I would finish a sentence they would tell me who their favorite queen is immediately yeah like i remember one time i was like oh so you watch drag race so who's your favorite Alyssa edwards uh <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely uh all right well look we'll, we need to bring the tone down here slightly so we're okay. on the song five which is a song that makes you sad so you're yeah. going for coup de gras by roy scup coup de gras how how um how uh fortuitous that this is a song that came out in 2014 and i now live in france um Mm. and it's in french by a norwegian pop band um it is a purely instrumental song uh i have been into roiks up since their first album okay like it they 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 i don't even remember how i discovered them i just uh uh, i've 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 had every single album of Rick's Up. And when this album came out, only people who knew um, the band knew that yeah. this was their final album. Oh, uh, okay. It was, it's called The Inevitable End. Yeah. Okay. Um, Sorry. And, the, and, and the, it, that's it. It's, it's, it, it was, yeah. Do you get it? Wink, wink. <laughs> um, uh, but that was because the, as, a, as their whole outfit uh, their whole concept was that they were a band who were who existed to tour, mm. um, and so they made music. But when you would go see them live, and I've been unlucky enough, I've never seen Works Up live. Okay. Um, it's something I wanted to. When they did, they did an album with Robin, um, okay. the Do It Again, and then there was a tour. And mm-hmm. I was living in Melbourne at the time, and I was one of those people who got online, and I refresh, 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 and then of course. Uh, I think it's Klaus Oland, um, Robin's longtime collaborator, died, uh, okay. and the tour was cancelled. Right. So I never got to see them. Yeah. Um, but uh, but this song, there's something about. There's a song on an earlier album um, called "Rakes Up Forever," uh-huh. and I personally feel that this is the sequel to that song. Like it is just another instrumental song that builds, has a huge explosion. But uh-huh. the emotion of of that is like a, it's a beginning. It's like a, a new, a new something is is and it's triumphant. And then this one, this is a song that I I listened to for the first time, and I legitimately felt like it was a goodbye. Right. Okay. And so it is a song I listen to when I'm. It makes me sad, but I also listen mm-hmm. to it when I am sad because it just helps to get it out. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. We talk yeah. about this on the, on, yeah. on the show. Like, there's different kinds of sad songs, and mm. one of them that I really like and really um, can get into is those songs that just help you sit in the sadness, mm. and just like mm-hmm. feel that feeling because it's it's 
good yep. to feel yep. feelings. Um, yeah, it is. And yeah, this one, this one definitely did that for me. Like, yeah. um, so as I said, like I listened to the the, the playlist um, many many times uh, before doing this, and yeah, it just like even if I wasn't fully concentrating on the music, mm-hmm. I t- it just put me in a headspace where I was like just felt a bit melancholy yep every time i listened to it and yep. it wasn't it wasn't a deliberate thing if you know what i mean like it wasn't like i was mm. thinking about it and i was thinking this is putting me in a, in a it was only afterwards that i sort of realized that it was like yeah if you if you listen to this song my my opinion is um once you give it 10 seconds you don't have a choice it pulls you in it's yeah it takes yeah. you on that journey. It doesn't matter what mood you're in. It will force yeah. you to be in that state. And there's yeah. like this swell that happens before this massive sub bass mm-hmm. that you can, if you have, you listened to it through like good headphones. Yeah. 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 It goes through you. Yeah. Like does. at the, it, towards the end of the song, it almost explodes you from the inside out. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Th- at the risk of sounding like a crazy person, um, I don't care about saying like a crazy person. Uh, but there's two things that always would terrify me as a child. Okay. And they I still they don't terrify me now, but I think about them a lot when I can't sleep. And it's the vast expanse of space. Okay. And what is beyond the universe. Okay. And how I we don't have the capacity to understand that. Yeah. Uh, we don't have the capacity to understand what was before it, what is after it, and how meaningless we are yeah. in the grand scheme of all time since it has ever existed. Mm. And this song makes me feel that way. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. And, and I think it's important to remind yourself that you are a meaningless bag of meat on a rock hurtling around space at an alarming rate in an ever-expanding universe that will one day cease to exist. Yeah. Like it's just it's good to check in. <laughs> yeah. My biggest fear when I was younger was quicksand, so maybe that's why I'm not feeling quite as sad. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, I get it. I I have I've never met anyone who had this fear. Um <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't want to think about that too much. Let's move on. Yeah. Song Okay, six. okay, cool. <laughs> it's a song to relax to. So you've gone for Underwater Love by Smoke City. I do not. Did you know it before this? No, I didn't. I didn't. But it was for real? Oh, it was yeah, a yeah. huge song in the. But I mean, we are we 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 were like I'm what five years five or six years older than you. Yeah. Um, and a lot of my initial introductions to music, I have a sister who's six years older than me. So when I was about like six or seven, she was a teenager. So she was in charge of the TV on a Saturday. So mm-hmm. uh, my, I would say probably compared to a lot of people my age, a lot of my first introductions to music are older songs. I think the repertoire yeah. of what I know, and I, I believe this was a huge, it was early 90s, like oh, 91, okay. 92. Uh, and the, the lyrics are in Portuguese. Um, if right, you okay. if you didn't know, um, didn't. like well, there, it's in English and Portuguese. Okay. Um, I don't speak Portuguese, but I can okay. I can sing this song. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> and I just I just remember the music video as a as a kid. It yeah. was so I didn't really know what sensual was. Okay. Um, but it was it was a sensual music video. It had a lot of really interesting effects. It was very sexy. Uh, there were mermaids in it. It was just it was everything you would want. Um, yeah. as a little gay kid who didn't know he was gay yet. Right. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 But it's just it's and it's got like this kind of James Bond esque uh, chord progression in it mm. as well, dun, 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 like it's up and down, uh, yeah. and it, it doesn't matter what what song you're singing if you put it in that kind of I, I'm going to sound like I know what I'm talking about but I don't really like the major minor or whatever um, yeah. where it goes up and down like that Bond it just makes everything sexier. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very sexy accent as well. The the Portuguese. Mm. <laughs> In that context, anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was, it's funny you said that. Uh, like, um, I, like I'm I'm sure your pronunciation is is, is spot on when you're singing. Probably it, but, not. Um, probably not. It reminds me, and I, I talked about this on an earlier episode with uh, a friend friend of the show, Annie Lumsden. Um, mm. But there's. Uh, you've you've probably seen it. It's a viral video. Uh, Ken Lee, does that mean anything to you? Ken Lee, dibu dibu dibu. Yeah. yeah, that's the one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yep. Yeah. Uh, I talked about it on the show before, so I'll just put a link in the description. But um, yeah, but yeah. Anytime someone's like singing in a foreign language, that's exactly what I think of because it's like I wonder how it sounds to a native speaker. <laughs> and there's there's also uh, a really good friend of mine. She's a, a singer in Iceland. Her name is Hera Björk. Uh-huh. Uh, she represented Iceland in 2010 with a song called Je ne sais quoi. Um, okay. uh, and uh, she's a very good friend of mine. And we together we wrote a show about her life. Uh-huh. Um, and there was a whole section in it about how when she was a kid, she would listen to Prince. Right. And I think it's like in the beginning of Purple Rain where he's like, Dearly beloved, we gather here today. And uh-huh. she couldn't understand English. Okay. So she would just go phonetically and so she does this incredible impersonation of herself as a kid going did a blah we gotta get a celebrity to call and it's and that is like that is you know the when I say like I later in life with this Smoke City song I knew uh-huh. the sounds o que que es amor ta agua ta vicente muente parecita es amor and I, I looked it up and I was like, oh, I'm actually saying the words. Oh, nice. I don't know Portuguese, but um, but it's probably yeah. the best because I used to do this a lot with songs as a kid. I would record them. Uh-huh. I wanted to learn other languages. And so right. I would just try and learn it by sound. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, yeah. Very good. Yeah. But this is the only one I think I succeeded in. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, we've got, we got a couple more with, uh, well, at least one more with... Uh, an interesting language barrier on this list but we'll, we'll get there mm-hmm. uh song seven then is a song from your preteen years so yep. you've gone for hunter by bjork hunter by bjork yes hunter by bjork which is uh i have a great friend uh kimmy taylor she's uh-huh. a british comedian who lives in iceland we i was the gay she was the lesbian okay. um of the comedy in right. in the country she's still there um, she, there's a line in this song. Um, I'll bring back the goods, but I don't know when. 
right? Okay. I'm the hunter. I'm going hunting. I'll bring back the goods. She thought it was, I'll bring back a goose. <laughs> uh, changes the whole thing. It just changes the whole song. Uh, <laughs> I'm a very I'll specific bring back kind of hunter. A goose. Yeah, just, just goose. I'm just going to hunt geese. Um, this, of course, was, a, I believe it was an award-winning music video um, uh-huh. directed by, I'm not going to say I know who it is, because most of her music videos were directed by Michel Gondry, okay. um, or who's a French director, the guy who did Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind. Right. Um, Spike Jones has done a lot of music videos for her. Chris Cunningham, who, of course, did a lot of stuff for PlayStation, Portishead, uh, Aphex Twin, uh, Frozen by Madonna was Chris Cunningham. He's done a lot of stuff for Björk as well. Um, and this song was one where she was bald and she turns into a bear in the end of the music video. And I just remember being fascinated with it. I was fascinated with it, with her ever since uh, Human Behavior. It was just a right. weird music video. I was six yeah. years old. And I just remember, for me, the thing that attracted me so much to this song was... Um, in my childhood, strings, anything that had strings in it, yeah. just really fascinated me because it wasn't so common in the music that I, I had heard. Yeah. And this is almost exclusively strings in the background. And it's such a haunting strings melody mm. um, uh, mixed with like a, a really big fat like beat underneath. Yeah. Uh, and like almost a breakbeat kind of. It, yeah. It's. Mm-hmm. And the, the lyrics are interesting. What do you think? What do you think about this song? I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to ask you, so when, so obviously this was like early days, you were listening to this and like watching the video. And yep. I would imagine as a as a, as a younger person watching a bald-headed yep. woman turn into a bear as probably just a bit odd, like in an interesting way. Do you have, yeah. well, is that, is that accurate? And do you have like a yeah. like a different appreciation for Bjork's music videos now that you're into that filmmaking, you know, that kind of arena? Yes, I I do because um I mean it's funny because I remember like a few episodes ago you had Erin and she talked about hyper ballad and how yeah. I didn't even know actually that I was the one that introduced her to to yeah. such a lovely thing for her to say. Um, uh, but it's, it's funny. Um, I kind of, I wouldn't say I went off her, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I would definitely say as a, as a fan of her music, I prefer her old stuff Okay. <laughs> to her new stuff. Like to okay. me, her new stuff is like what it, 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 the way I would describe it is, oh, this is what happens when you don't need to make money anymore. Um, right. You don't. You don't even need your fans to like your music. So you're just going to throw cutlery down the stairs, and that's an album. Um, uh, yeah. Sorry, that was a horrible thing to say. She doesn't need it. She's got loads of money. Um, she listening. never pays for anything. <laughs> she. You. I can guarantee you, she is not listening to this podcast. <laughs> uh, I made fun of her once when when she was in the audience. Um, it's yeah, well? yeah, yeah. No, no, it did not. Um, it was in uh, Reykjavik Pride. Uh, she, I didn't know. She's a fan of Drag Race. She's a huge fan of Drag Race. Right. Um, okay. Did I didn't know. And there was a the big drag group were doing this big extravaganza, 
uh, show uh, in a big theater in the middle of Reykjavik. Um, and she had only moved back to Iceland from New York like a year before. And mm-hmm. so you were starting to get Bjork sightings around town. Like she, she just would cycle around or she goes to the supermarket or, you know, yeah, when yeah. there's a special event, she just heads downtown with a, she's got like a cone uh, uh, surrounding her of, of um, androgynous people who okay. don't let people get close to her. And she's always wearing those weird face masks. Um, okay. But this day she stopped by, she asked one of the Queens, uh, one of the Icelandic Queens, like what's going on. And then she just came back. I didn't know. Um, and that night I have a replica of the swan dress. Um, okay. And I performed it's oh so quiet in the swan dress and just made fun of all her like and like all those things that she does um and i remember after the show i was just sitting outside the theater just at a table having a glass of wine on my own and the whole building was empty except the cleaning staff and i was just having a moment after a show and she walked in Uh and she looked like she was looking for something Okay. And she scoured the horizon. She made eye contact with me. Uh-huh. And then she left. And in it was like in that eye contact, it felt like she was, it felt like she saw through me. Like she okay. just went, no. Um, <laughs> I've since heard that she did it. I've heard through the grapevine that she wasn't a fan of that performance, but she has since seen the humor in it. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, okay. but she, yeah, but I, 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 yeah, I remember like that, those first couple of albums were really formative for me in mm. my ability to see that there were artists out there that were not the top 20. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. sort of my first introduction to it. Yeah. And d- so and in my preteen years, that's when I was like, yeah, different. There were different artists out there who are doing different things mm. and I don't have to like what everyone else likes. Yeah. Yeah, that's important. Obviously. Yeah. Perfect. Alrighty. Song eight then is a cover. So you've gone mm. for Don't Dream It's Over by Sarah Blasco. Did you know who Sarah Blasco was before this? No. Okay. She is my favorite Australian singer of all time. Okay. Um, and there's a, there's a lot to choose from. There's a lot of really famous people. But if you were to say who's your favorite female singer from Australia, Sarah Blasco. There's something about her voice. Um, it's just so melancholy Mm. it's just soft it's melancholy somebody has hurt her um (laughs) at some point uh but but i i love the song don't dream it's over Uh um but what i love about this particular cover is if you if you really break down the lyrics of don't dream it's over uh it's not a it's not a happy song yeah it's it's a really, it's quite a sad song. It's it's yeah. almost nihilistic in a way, and mm-hmm. this is the first time I've ever felt that come through in the music. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it starts off with that kind of. It's almost like a church funeral organ, uh-huh. um, and you can even hear the pedals as they're being hit. Yeah, uh, uh-huh. I stumbled across across it by accident. I think it was like a, there's a radio station in Australia, Triple J. And they do this thing called like a version where yeah. other artists cover other artists. I think yeah. it came from there. Um, I she's also an artist I've never been able to see live. Would love to. All right, perfect. Yeah, I love. I do love that in a cover, and I, I haven't come across that often. But where the version that they're performing 
seems to lend itself to the song that little bit better a little bit and, better yeah uh another example was uh so okay I, I like saying friend of the show so i'm gonna keep saying it friend of the show frankie mcnair mm-hmm. um who is a comedian in, yep. in melbourne uh they picked a song from uh like the version which was knowing me knowing you by, by Abba. and uh yes but the cover was by angie mcmahon oh and okay. again it's like it's it's very similar to what you said is that that the when you listen to the lyrics of that song when you listen to what that song is about it's actually very grim and yeah. performing it in that way lends itself to the song an awful lot better and it's actually very emotional mm-hmm. and that's that's exactly how i felt listening to this which was mm-hmm. when i was listening to the lyrics properly and i it, this is probably the first time i've listened to this song and listened to the lyrics um it does it does work that little and, bit better and it just and, it just it feels a little it, bit more authentic it does and it's like when i hear her sing the lyrics to this song it just like i instantly see a picture of like we've uh, anyone who's been in a relationship and had to start their own life or whatever and you know my partner and i have done this in the last two years yeah. in in france where we didn't have the careers and we were suddenly way more poor than we'd ever been in our lives like it just I, I I see the picture of like a couple who are just really trying their hardest to mm. make life work. Yeah. And there's so many obstacles in the way all the time. We all go through it. We mm. all go through, you know, like you, you're working your ass off and you don't have any money or the car is broken down or there's mm. holes in the roof and you just, you're, you're just trying to keep everything together with the love that you have for each other. Mm-hmm. And I often feel like the lyrics of this song are uh, are trying to remind you of like, well, but this is the thing you dreamed of. This is what you wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. stop dreaming because you got it, and just yeah. be okay with it. And it, yeah. it, it it's it's a it's a strange song. Yeah. It's yeah yeah. But her voice and there's something about the the way that they've they it's not they haven't changed the key. They haven't. Um, mm. They haven't. They, it's still the same song. It's just the instruments are different. I yeah. I got to perform this song live, this version, mm-hmm. uh, once in a theater in Iceland, uh, and I was accompanied by just a cello. Uh, and okay. it was it was one of the highlights of my entire life. Yeah, yeah, that's incredible. I like that. Alrighty. So speaking of performing, uh, mm-hmm. song nine is a song that you'd sing at karaoke. Yep. So you've gone for "Time Is Running Out" by Yes. The- because I sing it inc- I'm I'm such a fucking narcissist. I it's in my range. Um okay. it's wow. I I hit every note of that song. Wow. It's if I want to impress somebody, that's yeah. that's what I do. That's okay. my that's my all you want to play. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's my all we're thrown down. Okay. Well, well I know what song I'm going to pick. Um, uh, I must admit, like, I'm an asshole in that I'm, like, a bit of a shark when it comes to karaoke. Okay. Uh, like, I know I have a good voice. I know I can carry a tune. I know I know what I can do with my voice. Yeah. Um, and most people don't realize it because uh, m- most of my skills are doing stand-up comedy. Or or um, or the, the extent is I do a lot of voices in my act. I do a lot of... Uh, characters yeah i'm not a character comedian but i i use it as as seasoning um and 
I can do that because I know wh- how my voice works. And okay. so if we go to karaoke, be like, I'm the kind of person saying, oh, I'm not really sure what I'm going to do. <laughs> oh, I'm so nervous. And then I will get up and just do this song and, and go, oh, I didn't think I would be so good. And I know it's <laughs> such a stupid thing to do, but I just do it. I do it. I can't help it. I can't help it. Um, <laughs> especially like the, the, I, I don't think it's it's really that impressive. Like I I mimic, um, what's it, uh, Be- Bellamy? What's Bessame? Matt Matt Bess Matt Bellamy Bellamy. Like I, the version what I sing is I'm basically singing every note that he fucking sings. All of the playing, yeah. like the at the end, the like I do all of that. Yeah. Uh, so it's not me. I'm just mimicking someone else. Right. Yeah. That's good karaoke though. It's my karaoke song, baby. That's excellent. That's what I do. Um, so funny. Like, so I, I would say the vast majority of people who've done this show, and this is probably reflected in real life, but the vast mm. majority of people who've done this show have picked a song that is so, sort of like strategic in yep. a way. So, you know, I don't have a great voice, so I do this because I can talk, mm. or I do this because I've got someone with me. And I've had a couple of people, um, the two that stand out are uh, Michelle Brazier. Mm. Um and uh, Ripka Red, who's uh, going to be the episode before yours, mm-hmm. um, who both said that they like dominate at karaoke and they go for it and they have their their go to song. Rivka described karaoke as a sport. Mm-hmm. Um, which, oh, it is. Yeah. So, but I think this is a whole other level, which is this is like as you see, karaoke sharking. You're like lulling people into this low expectation and mm. then giving it to them. That's it's yeah quite a game but i respect it and if if uh if i really want to lull them i don't do this one i do feeling good okay <laughs> because that one that one is a song where you can start out and everyone can kind of hit it at the start but yes. once you start to go into the higher register that's when people yeah. go oh girl he came here to win <laughs> Uh, and it's yeah, it's just I'm a, I'm a shameless <laughs> narcissist. I came here to win. I didn't. Th- like, it's not a competition. No prize, like, I'm well, anyway. <laughs> I'm winning. I'm st- I'm taking it home. I'm taking it. But there are people who are serious karaoke people. Like they, mm. they, they, they came. They did not come to make friends. They came to make lasagna. Like right. out of your guts. Like uh, yeah. But yeah. that's that's my karaoke song, and it's been a staple for a long time. Uh, or Life on Mars. Okay, yeah. Good one as yeah. well. But I have um, to be whiskied up for that one. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, when you say you sing every note the way Matt sings it, yeah. do you also include the massive gulps of air that Matt Bellamy takes when he's singing? Um, if I do, I point the microphone away from my mouth. Oh, that's that's good. Matt doesn't have that same level of respect for his audience. <laughs> um <laughs> He's got like, such a I, tiny mouth too. I say this as someone who's like, I'm genuinely, I've I've been a massive fan of Muse. Um, mm. Like this album this, and the, the sort of albums around this era, I'm hands down, uh, three of their shows would be in my top five of mm. like live performances I've seen. Mm. And I absolutely love their music. But it's one of those things, like, you know those, uh, those videos of someone saying like, you know when someone points out, you can always see your nose or you're not conscious of all your toes touching mm. or where mm-hmm. does your tongue sit when you're not talking mm-hmm. 
that's how I feel when someone points out that Matt Bellamy takes massive in, like, intakes of air before every uh, every line that he mm. sings. Mm. Because this, like, listen to this playlist this is the first time where I was like, I don't know if I can listen to this song anymore because it is, it's like, it's almost like a beat mm. in this song. The, <gasps> it's, yeah, it's unsettling. It's, it's also been a sound that has been manufactured out of music. Uh, because people do take breaths, but now when music is produced, they remove the breaths. So yeah. we we hear music and just assume that someone can hit those notes without breathing. Yeah, true. Um, true. Like <laughs> you know, like in Blade, where they 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 smoke a cigarette and inhale, and no smoke ever comes out. Like <laughs> yeah. that's that's how we think people sing now. Yeah, yeah. No, that's 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 a fair point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I do understand what you mean. I do understand yeah. what you because I have heard this song many times. Yeah. All right. <laughs> song song ten then is a song that reminds you of a specific place. So, yeah. Right. So you got two here. So we're gonna. I have to do. I didn't down. know if you would if you went with both or one. I. Uh, I mean, I can tell you the song I prefer. Which one but, do you prefer? Um, uh, hear them calling. Yes. Okay. Far and away. If yeah. 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 Um. But I appreciate that both of these are like quite significant songs for you in terms of your resume. Yeah, so. well, they are. They're they're in terms of my resume in that they're big deals and that no one cares about them. Um. Okay. <laughs> so we've got "Hear Them Calling" by Greta Salome and "Gegnum de Mandal" by Paul Oscar. Yes. So Greta Salome is her name, mm-hmm. and "Gegnum de Mandal" by Paul okay. Oscar. Uh, but you can I, say I'm not going to repeat it. No, it's but okay. We'll just go with that. Um, so hear them calling. Okay, okay. Well, actually, I can I can try and tell it in a really quick story. So okay. when I first moved to Iceland, I didn't really have a plan. Uh, okay. I didn't even really have the plan to move there. I just was like, I had a friend. She worked as a graphic designer for the national TV station. Okay. Um, and she said, I have a spare room. Uh, went, so I got dumped after a long term relationship and went. I'm going to leave Australia and go explore. Uh, And Iceland was my last stop. I thought I would be there for a couple of weeks. I blinked and five years passed. Um, But the the first... So I had done film stuff as well as uh, stand-up comedy in Australia. Uh And uh, I went... So Paul Oscar is a very out, proud gay man in Iceland. I challenge you to find a picture of him not wearing glitter um, or sparkles. He is a gorgeous human being who is so unnecessarily nice to everyone, even when he doesn't need to be. Right. Um, he is Iceland's favorite human. Okay. Uh, and he is an, uh, he's an icon. He's the moment. He's everything. Um, I didn't really know who he was. When I moved there, I went to go see this dude. Who, this, this, at the time, I was like, oh, this old gay, this old queen, uh, who was going to be singing in a botanical gardens accompanied by a harp. Um, okay. After the show, my friend, uh, she, we were going to her car, and she was speaking to him, the, the guy. And that was my first sort of realization that everyone in Iceland knows each other. Right, okay. Um, because he, w- he was this famous person, and she was chatting with him. Uh, they were speaking in Icelandic. I didn't speak any Icelandic at the time. We got in the car, and she said, um, so you don't have plans on Friday, do you? I said, no, why? And she said, oh, we're, we're going to shoot his next music video. And I was like, I'm, I'm sorry, what? And she's like, oh, well, you know, you, you've done film stuff and I'm a graphic designer and I've done film stuff. And um, he wants to 
kind of re- reboot himself, like have this new album and go in a different direction and we're going to do his music video. Um, and so they, he had booked a studio that was used by Annie Leibovitz when she came to Iceland. Uh, and like the, I had eight hours to just sort of figure out what we were going to do with his music video. Um, oh, wow. And... Uh, we arrived and we shot overnight, like in, in a 10 hour period, we just shot overnight. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I just kind of pieced it all together. Um, and I mean, he's, 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 he knows what he wants. Okay. <laughs> um, so there were like 17 versions of that video because he's like, oh, I don't like this bit. Can we, but he also, he understands that things take time and he pays. Um, and uh, yeah. the video came out um, it got a lot of traction because no one had ever seen him do something like this. Everything he did was kind of right. camp and kitsch before, but there was okay. this was a bit more mature because yeah, the song is about go- getting through a dark time. It's called Geknim Dimadal means through the dark valley. Okay. Um, and uh, and it, I mean it's a it's a dance song. The video came out. We got nominated for music video of the year. Um, we lost to a huge band called Agent Fresco who have money. Um, okay. and their, their music video, I was like, I, they, they showed this, the, when you're in the audience and they show the clips, like now yeah. music video of the year. And I hadn't seen any of the clips and I'm oh. pretty sure there was a camera on my face. Um, but I remember looking at it and going, oh, they're going to win. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and they did. Um, and, right. but this got the attention of Greta Salome who, uh, okay. was like, oh, these, these two people are doing stuff that no one else is really doing. Right. Um, because everything in Iceland at the time was kind of the same. Same, 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 same. Yeah. And she had this song called uh, Hear Them Calling, which was originally in Icelandic, which was called Rattenar, which mm-hmm. meant shadows. Um, okay. And that's why in the music video, there's shadows. Yep. So, okay, and she, she, I remember it was like just after Christmas, she sent me a message on Facebook. This is how everyone gets work in Iceland. And she said, I'm thinking of entering the competition to try and represent Iceland in Eurovision. She'd already yeah. done it in 2012. Okay. Um, and she was like, can, you, can I meet you? I have an idea, and I just want to see if you'd be involved. Okay. Um, she sold me this idea. She was like, I just want to be pushed around by shadows, have it a bit more interactive. Do you think we can do it? And I was, I, at the time, I was like, I don't know, but I'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, we, we just... And then... We, we made our sort of prototype and then it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Then we did the, the competition in Iceland, which went over yeah. three weeks in February. Uh, wow. And then we won. Uh, and then 2016, it was like, well, she's representing Eurovision, uh, Iceland yeah. in Eurovision, and you are the creative director of the... And that was like such a... It was, it was insane. Yeah. Like I went okay. from living in Melbourne in 2015 to... I watched Eurovision before I left Australia. It was in Denmark and right. Sweden won with Heroes. And uh-huh. the next year, I was there working. And what's crazy about this, I did a a show before I left Melbourne, a farewell show uh-huh. um, uh, called To Reykjavik With Love. And then the last thing I said in that show, because I finished with a song, I finished with Heroes. I used to do lots of songs because I was yeah. so ashamed that I felt like I didn't have enough jokes. Um <laughs> And uh, I said to everyone, mark my words, I'm going to Eurovision. And I did. I fucking did it. Um, we didn't get in the final, but whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> but that's, that was this song. 
And I know this song inside out. I'm sure. In both Icelandic and English. Yeah. <laughs> um, Wow. But uh, yeah, this this was a. It was also sort of the beginning of an era where I made quite a number of music videos that like n- almost no one ever knows about. So, um, right. they're, it, they're they're not the the music video I'm the most proud of is one that no one ever sees, um, and it's by uh, a, a Icelandic artist called Bjatma, and the ne- mm-hmm. the the song is called Hollow, and it was a one shot. I shot it in one shot. I made him learn his own song backwards. Oh, okay, wow. And then in the... Because the whole thing is about being hollow, and in the video it's just things that are hollow being shattered. But he's singing the song, but if you look closely, he's backwards. Okay. And you don't realize. It's just layers on layers on layers. It's like my, my, oh, I finally get to make Hunter by Björk. Um, (laughs) Because Björkmar is bold as well. Um, (laughs) Um. I mean, if it's if it's online, feel free to send it to me. And I'll, I'll, I will. I'll it, I will I'll put it in the description because yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd love to check that out. Um, that's an incredible story. I love that. It, it's crazy. And actually, yeah. the funny thing is, like we, uh, my partner and I, we, we so I love Eurovision. We were watching it, um, and uh, the semi-final one. We were watching yeah. semi-final one in of this year's competition in Italy, yeah. and they had that. Did you watch it at all? Uh, I watched bits and pieces, but not an awful lot. Okay. And one of one of the shticks that they have, and they always do this in, in Eurovision, is they go take a trip down memory lane. So they're like, let's go look in the vault. Right. Um, and we were just sitting on the couch watching it, and there was like a flash of Greta on stage with the shadows that I made behind her. And I turned wow. and I was like, I made that. <laughs> wow. Like, I did that. I'm a part of history. Um, yeah, it is. It is. And no one can ever take it away from me. So it's, yeah, it's nice. It's nice. I don't, it's not, it's, I think I mentioned in one Wikipedia page, I got obsessed with it after we came back, okay. but, um, but yeah, it was, it was an experience. I know a lot about Eurovision now. <laughs> <laughs> how, how was the Eurovision experience? Like, how was it like being there, being part of it? I think, um, it was a dream I always had when I first started watching it as a teenager to go there, I think yeah. once you've been there and you've worked there, you probably never want to go back as a guest. Okay. It's a, it's a whole different machine. Yeah. Um, and you, you learn so much, like you learn about, it, it's basically a presidential race. Uh, right. because every moment that you're there is a photo op is a press junket opportunity is something, you know? Yeah. Um, it's yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a machine, and yeah. a lot of people don't realize the competition that happened on Saturday, just now. Yeah. Every single performer has been there for two weeks. Right, you have to, and they're in rehearsals from. The, I was I I arrived in Sweden. It was in Stockholm. Uh-huh. Um, I think I had been there ten days before I went anywhere that wasn't the hotel or the arena. Like wow. you don't stop working wow. like, and because also we had so many graphics, I was just chained to the hotel room making changes. Yeah. Um, and then the, every, every performer on that stage, that is minimum the third time they have done the show that day. Right. Because yeah. every, before every semifinal, before every final, they run the show twice. Yeah. And then on the night they do the show. So one of yeah. them is for the jury um, one of them is a backup just in case the signal is cut. Uh, and then they do oh. the show. 
So wow. they've performed okay. three times. Jesus. Yeah. That's intense. I could go on forever, but you don't have it. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, it does It does make sense because, like, when you're watching the show, you, like, um, we have Graham Norton in the UK. Yeah. Who, who's, who, yeah. Um, and he knows intimately what's happening and what's happening. He doesn't go. And, like, he doesn't he, go? No, he's not there. Um, so he has people on the ground. And this is what sometimes happens. You think they're all there. Um, right. But sometimes, I don't know if he always goes, but sometimes he doesn't. Uh-huh. And then they just have people who go find out the stuff and they feed it to him. Um, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a weird, some commentators are there, some of them aren't. Okay. All right. Yeah. Interesting. Um, all right. So we'll move on. Uh, song uh, 11 is a song that reminds you of a specific mm. person. So you've gone for Jam Queen by... Yeah. Jam Queen. Sarah Buse. Um So... Uh, Björse Björse is the nickname in Icelandic for Björn, which is like Bjorn, um, okay. which means bear. Um, okay. uh, and it is a it is a, a man's name in in Icelandic. Uh, okay. Uh, but Björse is what you generally call them for short, even though it's okay. longer. <laughs> it's just a nickname. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but it's like Sarah Björse is like Mister. Um, okay. Uh, Dumb queen, dumb. The word dumb, D J A M M, means yep. party. Oh, okay. So, so, and the reason this reminds me of a person, one of my best friends in Iceland is a woman named Emilia Gunnarsdottir, uh, and she and I have a podcast together called "Not in Front of My Salad." Okay. Uh, and it's not really about anything. It's just us talking about whatever. Uh, okay. It's like if you enjoy listening to people talk in a cafe, but you don't want to be part of their conversation. Okay. Like if yep. you're feeling alone and you just yeah. want some noise in the background, that's why you listen to our podcast. That's quite um, a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a niche. Um, yeah. uh, and she she introduced me to this song, uh-huh. um, which is, I guess you could say, Serebjörsi is like Iceland's version of Lonely Island. Oh, okay. So the songs are intentionally funny. Okay. Uh, and so the, the, to sort of get you to understand the song a little bit, uh, there's there's a few kind of, there's a type of personality, a dumb queen, like a party queen in Iceland. She's uh-huh. She's got a fur coat on. She has eyelashes out to, she looks like Geordie Shore. She's orange. Okay, she's yeah, got gotcha. eyelashes. They have a word for it in Icelandic, which is skinka, which uh-huh. means ham. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, and and so uh, the the whole the whole song is uh-huh. is so she introduced me to this song and it just became our like anthem, uh, okay. and and it's just because it's such a great sort of insight mm-hmm. into into like uh, drinking culture in Iceland when people are twenty one. Okay. Um. Uh, and like I, I mean, I can I can translate a few of the words for you, but it's yeah. it's it's so it's these two guys. One of them I didn't realize at the time gave me my lattes every morning, um, <laughs> okay. because he was a barista at the local cafe, Cafe Brandsland. Pieter, if you're if you're listening to this, uh, he's one of Serbiusi. Um But uh, but so it, it, basically, it's it's two people talking to each other like 
we're going to party tonight. We're going to go get wasted. We're going to fuck people. We're going to like, yeah. uh, and so in the chorus, they're saying, jam, 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 which is party, party, party. Vodki red, vodki red, yo. So vodki red is vodka Red Bull. Okay. Yeah. Jam, 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 sigo, jam, sigo. A jam, sigo is when you're someone who only smokes at parties. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's like party, 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 vodka, vodka Red Bull, party, 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 party cigarette. And then yeah. she's like, yeah, 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 fucking jam queen, which is I'm a fucking party queen. Right. And then, so, and it has that kind of, like, it's just, it's just so stupid. It's, yeah. Um, and I just love the, one night I went into that, that cafe uh-huh. in, in Reykjavik. Um, and all of the staff there were having an after shift drink and they let right. me in because I knew some of them. Um, and then they played this song and I remember saying, I love Jump Queen. And the barista was like, oh, it's my song. And then the, and the, there was a girl drinking beer at the end of the bar, and she said to me, "Yeah, it fucking jam queen." She was the girl who did the voice. Oh no way! Yeah, <laughs> she was just a friend of his, and oh, they're wow. just these two guys who just make these joke songs, mm-hmm. um, but with a nice beat, and it, it, they're very satirical. It's just sort of making yeah. fun of Icelandic society. Okay, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But this song always makes me think of Emilia. Right. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, it is a fun song. Like, it I is really fun. enjoyed it. And I it's one of those ones that like uh I didn't assume that it was a comedy song, but I assumed that it was very tongue in cheek, if you yep. know what I mean. Yeah, so yeah. when you said that they're the equivalent of Lonely Island, that makes an awful lot of sense to me. Yeah. Um also a little bit confusing to listen to because it's obviously in a in a different language, which means I don't focus on the lyrics, but there's so much of oh my god and and there's Talking. a lot of English words. That, well, yeah, they, they <laughs> which say, really takes you out of it, which is tricky. They, it, the Icelandic word for fucking is fuck. It's not yes. fuck, it's fuck. Fucking. Yeah. Um, and like, I mean, there's this one bit where he's, he said something like, um, I'm going to bring a guitar. Yeah. And he's like, what the fuck? Yes. Uh, yes. And so what the fuck? Han can actually a guitar. So it's like, because uh, he says like... Um, uh oh my god han can what is it uh thought uh potheta guitar like he he can he he can bring a guitar and play it and then uh-huh. then the then the guitar actually strums and he's like you yes. have an actual guitar yeah. <laughs> yeah that's good so they're they're just having a laugh with each other i love it yeah excellent all right happy days uh song 12 and a song that motivates you so you've gone for run boy run by woodkid yeah yeah you know it? Did you know it before? I did actually know this one. Yeah, um, and this isn't a cool answer, but it was uh, it was the song that O2, uh, mobile phone provider in the UK, used, um, and I actually really loved it. So I, I, I've, I've, yeah, I'm familiar with the song. Most, so. most, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not generalizing. Most straight guys either know it from O2 or from playing FIFA on PlayStation. Um, uh, but it is it's a beautiful song this guy he yeah there you go um, uh, he goes by the name Wood Kid I can't remember his name but he's uh, he's French mm. um, he got his start making music videos uh, wow, okay. he, he directed the music video for it wasn't Born to Die I think it was Video Games by Lana Del Rey he did um, Teenage oh, Dream by Kitty Perry okay 
So he, he directs a lot of music videos. Yeah. Uh, and basically, he always wanted to make his own music. He got into making music videos and set design and art directing. Uh, used all the money he made from that to set up his own production kind of thing to get his music made. Okay, um, well. And I, I really love people that, that just do that. Like, they see the game and they go, I'm going to make it myself. Um, yeah. And, yeah, he's just, like, I just love his stuff. And Run Boy Run is just, I mean, I've told you I love strings. It just, mm. it does something mm. to me. So. Yeah. It's a it's a gorgeous song. and and I love percussion that involves like body percussion and there's yes. actual clapping in this oh my god yeah it's just so beautiful and it's so cinematic it lends itself yeah to 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 movie and I don't know if you know this but uh, the album this originally came out from there's like four or five music videos uh-huh. and if you play them in the right order they tell a story oh nice okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So he was he was sort of one of my um moments as a as an actual adult where I started to discover new artists who are doing this kind of stuff where they build a platform right. and they create an audience. It's like the if you build it they will come attitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of yep. absolutely. I, I can get a label behind me or I can just build an audience of people who want to see my stuff. Yeah. And then they will come. Yeah. That's brilliant. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I I love that as a as a um as a take on the motivation side of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, honestly, this 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 song, I just assumed it was in as a song of motivation because it's a great song to like run to or work mm. out. To. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that uh, that other level, I really really appreciate because there's I've had a few songs like this in the in the podcast that have a different take on the motivation side of things and. Yeah, I, I, I really, really like and, that. That's good. I mean, also for me, you know, I'm I'm 36 years old. I'm turning mm-hmm. 37 this year. I've been doing comedy a long time. Yeah. Um, I've been successful at it, but it's always, it's never what you think it is. Uh-huh. I'm not selling out stadiums. Yeah. I'm not, like, I, I go, I've gone through periods where I didn't have to have other jobs, but I also go through periods where I have to have other jobs. It's never yeah. what you think it is. But one of the biggest things for me has been I've always had to just build my own audience. Don't right. rely on the fact that someone's going to discover you. Yeah, yeah. So when yeah. I hear this song, I just remember that. Yeah, absolutely. The thing I like about this song is that I have a very funny image in my head of, because this is one of the first songs I listened to where I was like, oh, he's doing a riff, but not on guitar. It's like it, it, that, uh, that bit. Um, yeah. I have a very funny image in my head of a uh, a crowd of people watching him perform that live, and when it gets yeah. to that bit, the entire crowd bends in half to, so they can slap their leg. To you join can in. you can find it you can find it on YouTube. It's is that it, a real it thing? Happens. Oh my it, god! Like people, yeah. But he he's his whole I guess his thing like he has a lot of orchestra and a lot of strings, but percussion is huge in his music. Yeah, it's massive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and 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 he he often uses sounds as as instruments. Uh huh. Yeah. So they're not actually notes or keys or it's just a sound. Um. Yeah. yeah like one. There's a new song he has. Uh. Oh my God. Volcano. Not volcano. Uh, volcano is a good one. Uh. But one of his songs off his new album. It literally sounds like somebody is dropping the handle of a bucket to hit. Um. 
the side of a bucket and it's just part of the rhythm. In, right, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. fascinating. Okay, absolutely. He doesn't need me to love him. He's got enough of money. <laughs> Uh, Alright, song 13 and a song that someone introduced you to. So you've gone for Touch by Big Wild. Yes, it is. I love this. So this song was introduced to me by my beautiful fiancé, Nathan. Um, it was just one of those songs that was on his playlist. And I was like, oh my God, I really love this. On a drive that we were doing. Uh-huh. Um, and it sticks with me. I just love the lyrics. I think... There, there's a bit in the beat in the beginning which sort of reminds me of Come On Eileen. Like at the beginning, you, you know what I mean? Like at the beginning I do of the know song. What you mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it just yeah. has that, um, yeah, yeah. And and it, it, it's got sort of this old, not quite disco, not quite Motown, not quite. It, it's it's its own sort of genre, but it's such a song that when I hear it, I could imagine it being in a musical. Yeah. It could, it lyrically, uh, and the way it sounds, it just, it, it belongs in a musical or it should have a beautiful music video. Mm. Um, and I'm, mm. I, 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 I've directed music videos. When I listen to music, I think about what images come to mind. Yeah, uh, and I just yeah, I just think it's it's such a beautiful song. Yeah, absolutely. So was this? Um, say it was your fiance that introduced you to it. Mm-hmm. Was this like what stage of the relationship were you in when the when? Uh, we were already in France, so I mean we've been together five years, so we were probably already together um, <laughs> three, four years. It's recent that this song entered my rotation. Uh, and the funny thing about it is he doesn't listen to it very often. <laughs> it was just okay. on his playlist because he's, he's often listening to new stuff. Like, oh, what's yeah, this? Sure. Let's see what it is. And it was just one of those songs. It stuck yeah. with me. It didn't take so much with him. Right, okay. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, the only reason I'm asking is I just, I, I find that to be a, just a very, very, there's something very, very romantic about it. Mm. is sharing music with someone and yeah. someone like really connecting with a song that you've introduced them to or really loving a song that you've introduced them to so yeah that, that's that's the reason I'm asking yeah 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 it is it's beautiful when you play someone something and then they take it on mm-hmm. and you know that you've unlocked something inside them I, I, <laughs> I don't think it happens between I don't think he listens to my music very often <laughs> <laughs> a one-way system. Well, I introduced him to Smoke City. Okay. Uh, after after I got this list. Okay. Um. Yeah. And he he yeah he 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 got into it. Perfect. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a win. Yeah. Even though it came out what four years before he was born. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> All right. So song fourteen then is a song you wouldn't expect to like. So you've gone mm. for WAP by Cardi B and mm-hmm. Megan Thee Stallion. Certified freak. Mm. Seven days a week. Wet ass pussy. Make that pull up game weak. Um, I, so picture this. Cardi B just broke the internet with this song. Uh-huh. And I was like, what? I don't get it. Like, why? Why did she break the internet? What's going on? And everyone right. was telling me, oh, she's just, it's because she's singing about her vagina and men don't like it. Mm-hmm. And 
uh, I was at a house party. Actually, Emilia, my friend, was there. Another friend of ours, Elin, the two we went to to see Ariana Grande with and a bunch of other okay. people. And I was like, well, what, what is with this song? And they played it. And initially it started out and I was like, oh, yeah, it's just it's just another Cardi B song. It's just, you know, yeah. I don't dance. I make money moves. And then I started listening to the lyrics. And there's a, there's a vine from years ago of um, a Nicki Minaj song being played on an iPod. And uh-huh. the mom is going, no, no, <laughs> no. Yeah. And for me, oh, do you hear that? Do you hear Paris? Yes. Yes. Oh, the city of death. Um, <laughs> um, uh, uh, <laughs> and, and I remember listening to the lyrics and I just kind of had the opposite uh, effect of that mom going, no, no, no. I was like, oh my God, they said it. They said it. <laughs> They're talking about macaroni in a pot. They're talking about, ah. And the, the, the bit that roped me in is when yeah. she's singing, she says something like, um, uh, something, something make me choke. I want you to touch that little dangly thing that's hanging the back of my throat. Yeah. Um, and, and I just went, wow. Yeah. I bow before thee. <laughs> uh, I am not worthy. Uh, it's I didn't expect to like it because of all the the fuss. Because I'm such I'm so anti hype, right? And and yeah, I remember yeah. I was trying to be less anti hype at the time. I was like I'm going to be open minded, and I right. just it just it blew it blew my mind. It blew yeah. my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I can't I can't hear this song without thinking about two specific readings. Go on. The song, uh, Alan Rickman. <laughs> no, no, oh, from the top, make a drop. No, that's um, a wrap. One, unfortunately, is Ben Shapiro. Okay. Oh, have why you, did he? This? No, why oh. did he do that? It's actually really funny um, because he's so like. I'm just gonna. Say, <laughs> I was just gonna say closeted because yeah. he's such a little dweeb. He was reading the lyrics basically to say like isn't this disgusting oh and he didn't realize he was just giving a a new audience these beautiful lyrics yeah absolutely um and it's just it's just it's horrible but really funny to listen to him saying it because he's so disgusted by it but it's just it's just so funny to watch him be so grossed out by like a female orgasm yeah um yep in fact, there's a there's a very famous tweet now where um I think he he said something along the lines of uh, a woman needing a bucket and a mop is a medical condition, and people were like, I've never seen someone brag so hard that they can't get their wife wet. <laughs> <laughs> I remember this actually. I do remember this. <laughs> oh, which I love. And the other one is uh, Leslie Jordan. Yeah, I love uh, Leslie Jordan. Me too. Well, he, shit. He's. <laughs> he reads this and he's just he's so taken aback by it. he's like oh my god heavens he to Betsy yeah because <laughs> he's so sweet and he's reading these lyrics and he's like, oh, oh I can't I can't I feel it's I excellent. feel now that Betty White is dead bless her mm. soul uh, we must project uh, protect Leslie Jordan at all costs I agree we must. if you are on TikTok I strongly recommend following him uh, okay. he's just he's 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 unhinged and mm. it's the perfect kind of it's just a petite little pocket gay from southern from the southern states 
drinking yeah. sweet tea and talking about dicks. <laughs> it's he's basically a living version of Roger from American Dad. Right. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's true. It's true. Oh my god. I am I'm not on TikTok because I know it'll ruin my life. Mm. Um so I'm I'm holding off as as long it's as certainly I can. ruin mine. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> All right. Song 15 then is yep. a song you think everyone should listen to. So you've gone for Bitten by the Apple by Big Black Delta and Kimbra. Yeah, it's I didn't realize we've bookended uh, mm. the show here with Kimbra Kimbra. Yeah. Um I think it's a song everyone should listen to. I know not everybody's going to love this song. Yeah. Um there's a few reasons. One, I just for me, I've I've been a fan of Big Black Delta for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um there uh I think the, the Beta Max was the first album I loved of theirs, mm-hmm. uh, which had Side of the Road. Uh, just I. It was one of those albums where I could listen to it from the start to the finish and not skip a single song. Right. Um, it has these big, chunky, meaty, bassy synths that, as I said, like when coup de gras, like they just go through you. Um, yeah. this song was one I stumbled across by accident. Uh-huh. Um, and it was sort of like a. I heard the song. I was like, I know who this is. Uh-huh. But I couldn't tell who it was, right. because it was two people I knew quite well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, not personally, but like, uh, yeah. And uh, it's like a different sound for Big Black Delta because it has like a more mm, positive tune to it. Okay. Like in my in my opinion, because often he's he's often going in minor keys and he's. Like everything's a bit downbeat, you know. Yeah. the The melodies are more sad, more melancholy, on top of bright music. Yeah. Um, but this, he, it, it feels like he just kind kind of went with, uh, with the happy, and right. then her voice, which is just always beautiful. Yeah. Um, and the lyrics themselves are about uh, when you shouldn't be in a relationship with someone, whether it's a friendship or. Or or a romantic relationship because they are damaging for you, mm. but you just keep following them. You just keep mm-hmm. going down. And I've I've been in in a lot of friendships uh, in the past sort of maybe ten years that were like that, where I just had to cut the cord because I didn't want to end up dead. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but it, and, and my favorite part in the song is that it's like the bridge where they're singing, "I'll follow you down. I'll follow you down." Yeah. Um and the just the whole thing of like you know the the symbolism of of you bite the apple but in this one it's the apple bites you. Yeah, sure. Um it's yeah and it's just uh it's it's also one of those songs it's short. Mhm. It's a very it's powerful right out of the gate. Yeah. And then it ends. And it just yeah. it's a kind of song for me that leaves me wanting more. So you listen to it again because it doesn't go on forever. It just gives you a short, sharp story. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's 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 what I love. It's 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 something that will probably always be one of my favorite songs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Perfect. A very little to add to that, John, because I think you covered everything that I was going to talk about. Oh, okay. On this song, it, I again, it was one of these. It was a new one for me. Yeah, and very similar feeling to Top of the World. Um, and also like the the beat 
the beat at the start, like the it shouldn't work. Yeah. It's like when you listen to it, it's too there's too many um alternations in there mm-hmm. for the amount of bars that you have. It shouldn't work, but it does. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's like witchcraft. Like I don't understand how this works. <laughs> um it's a bit like, you know, Fever Ray's voice. Uh-huh. Yeah, shouldn't work. Yeah. <laughs> it shouldn't work. It should it should sound horrible, but it doesn't. It sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, perfect. Uh well, well, well John, that's a that's a nice note to end on. Um so yeah. do you have anything that you want to to plug or promote to plug um if you were in paris look out for me um i am if you i don't know if you have listeners in switzerland i'm coming to perform as part of a big gala in uh september i'm coming back to iceland in september for a one night only show just just follow me on the socials um just j-o-n-o-d-u-f-f-y is my handle on instagram facebook and unfortunately the tiktok <laughs> uh, where people come, people come to only watch me make fun of French people, and they are the only videos people watch on my TikTok. Uh, I have a hundred and forty thousand followers, and all of them only want to watch me make fun of French people. I am trapped in a prison that I created for myself. Um, please help me. Every moment is agony. Um, <laughs> but that's it. That's it. Just follow me on social media. Yeah, or check out any of my other podcasts or anything I've done. Excellent. All right, John. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'll stop my recording too. And that is it for episode 25 of Mixtape and Identity. Thank you so much for listening. Please go and check out John wherever you can. Uh, I'll put a link to his website in the description of the episode. Uh, very, very funny person. Very creative. An awful lot going on. So I'm excited to see what he does next. So uh, keep an eye out. If you like this show and you want to support it, there's a couple of different ways you can do that. We do have a coffee link set up, so if you want to support us financially, throw us a couple of quid to say thank you for an episode that you've liked. You can do that, uh, and there's no monthly obligation. You're not going to be suckered into paying that on a monthly basis or anything like that. Um, beyond that, you know, uh, say nice things about the podcast, leave reviews, rate, tell your friends, uh, just get more people listening. That would be great. Uh, all the support so far has been much appreciated. I'll be back next week for episode 26. So in the meantime, look after yourselves. I'm going to speak to them. <laughs> <laughs>